Hello everyone, this is Bobbin Threadbear, and welcome back to Fighting in Harmony, the Lancer RPG campaign. Uh, it's been a bit of a while since the last time we played, so allow me to start things off with a recap. Previously, three of you had fallen down a hole that appeared as you were uh, fighting on your first real mission after passing through the Lancer Academy and uh, found yourselves in a underground city-sized starship which had come to your planet way back in the day with the goal of overturning the uh, harmonic hegemony which despite its name is a ruthless dictatorship slash monarchy that ha holds no regard for the little folks or those on the uh, smaller land masses. With varying amounts of reluctance, the three of you agreed to assist with this mission of overthrowing the government. And so you are set upon your first mission with this new criteria. The island that you are currently on, named Soprano, is undergoing a uh, food riot that has ramped up into a full-on revolt. And while the ship that came here, known as the Jinxing, captained by the non-human person Dimu, while Dimu has a near infinite quantity of resources to provide, what she does not have is manpower, and so you are off to make contact with various resistance organizations throughout the world to unite them, to provide them with arms and equipment, and to initiate a full-scale rebellion against the government. But first things come first. You went to a small town called Los Rios, built in a swamp, one of the few fertile locations within the otherwise desert island. And uh, there you met with a local who helped you come into contact with th the three potential leaders of the Soprano Re Rebellion. Those being Juanito Maez, Jim Sorkin, and Kate Woodrow. Something about Kate Woodrow apparently attracted your attention and favor, probably her no-nonsense attitude. And you figured that by providing her with a limitless supply of resources, that might help her get over her whole um, death wish issue. But just as you were about to seal the deal with her, you heard that there was a scouting-slash-punitive expedition headed to Los Rios. So you mounted up in your brand-new mechs, did combat with them, and destroyed every last member of the expedition to the last. And incidentally, along the way, the young man who uh, assisted you earlier showed up mid-combat and literally jumped out of the swamp and sliced a dude in half. Just one then the other, right there. 
And uh, one last little thing is that uh, after the marathon that was last session, I have determined as GM that uh, these sessions are going to be narrative play sessions or combat sessions, but never both again. Thank you. <laughs> but we are picking up where we left off, which was upon the battlefield. Now that the enemies have stopped moving, it is perhaps time to start asking questions about where your young companion came from. I've stepped out of my uh, robot, and right now I've just found a bucket of paint that was stashed in the cargo hold, and I'm just painting a tally on the shoulder. Just no mind to the other three heavily armed robots around you. Well, they're not pointing their guns at me or anything, and so I'm pointing my guns at him. <laughs> no, no. They were allies. They didn't shoot me, so yeah, no mind to them. I have a very grim look on my face as I put the second tally on the shoulder. Why does he look so depressed? We won. Isn't isn't that the sleepy yokel? Unless I'm misremembering. Is it? You were meant to be a game show host. How do you have no memory for faces? Because I only interacted with people maybe five minutes at a time. I already spoke to the winners. Did you not have a producer? I saw my producer every day. I saw this kid w once, maybe, if it is the same kid. Uh, I cannot see it, but I am rubbing my eyes. <laughs> we just going to keep talking about him like he's not standing right there? I typically do. Third tally is going on the shoulder. I think I killed four things. Including the one I killed off screen. I will roll my mech up to this uh this how old i almost said literal child but i forgot if johnny is actually a child oh i forget how old he is probably 19 20 uh young but an adult okay do our <laughs> mechs have external speakers i think we established that they do right i think so I remember yelling at a bunch of unsuited uh, insurgents to surrender and then gunning right. them down because it was still my turn. Right, yeah. And I'm not certain that it is something that you can buy for your mech, which means that something that simple would probably be a standard feature. All right. Sal... Not gonna get out of my cockpit yet, but I am going to get onto uh, the external speakers. Johnny, is that you? I hold up one finger, sort of like, wait a minute, wait a minute, and then I start painting the fourth tally. <laughs> Take that as a yes. Where did you acquire this? Your tail. Good question. Very good question. Bobby, where did I acquire this? 
for the most part, I'm leaving this up to you. But I will tell you that uh, there would have been a garrison unit in town. Presumably they had gotten word of the possible retribution and were in the process of getting into their mechs to leave the town at a safe distance. Okay. Uh, what was the voice? You were slightly pitched up to make yourself sound a bit younger, and also you sounded very tired. Okay, um, I'll do my best. <laughs> uh, I finished painting the fourth tally, and then I sort of turned to you, and I start saying something, and I hope you've got a microphone on the outside of that thing, otherwise you can't hear me. <laughs> uh, 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 right, the, uh, the soldier-looking one. Um, well, um... Yeah, um, when you guys ran off to... I assume that's you guys. Um, when you ran off to intercept this patrol, well, the uh, leaders kind of just decided it was as good a chance as any and launched an attack on the um, on the garrison. Um, and unfortunately, we were only able to secure this one robot and because I killed the guy who... Um, because I killed the guy who uh, piloted it, uh, kind of just got in and uh, yeah. Um, you ever knifed a man before? Yes. Real good way to kill someone. Are you trained in the operation of a Lancer unit? I just kind of figured it out. It's not that hard. Like you just, the buttons just make sense. And clearly I get Got results. Four kills, Clearly. the guy I stabbed. I see. Well, when you are finished with that, we should return. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. I sort of look up and down the very roughly tallied four and it's like, yeah. I mean, I'd like to do it properly, but I guess this is the best I can do at the moment. And yeah, yeah. Okay, he's just going to be there for a while, processing having murdered a man. I guess I'm. I'm going to start going back. Oh no, I mean, I've taken no time to process having murdered a man. <laughs> Teenager. This was not a yell. This was not an oomph. This was a deep trauma that is going to stick with you for your entire life. Uh, no, kind of glad I stabbed the guy, to be honest. He, you, know, you know why everyone looks so skinny? They take our food. If you ever had to hold a lottery to see who, who gets to breed that year, because, hey, we can only sustain so much population. It's not you guys, it's us. I point both my thumbs at myself. My robot thumbs. These guys. <laughs> okay, you definitely weren't going that hard on the making yourself a sound high-pitched. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I am now. Johnny, there, if you could check your cockpit readouts, I believe your atmosphere is, uh, is a little too much helium in it. Oh, okay. I guess this is my voice now, because this is easy to maintain. Even I know that's pretty bad for you. <laughs> I at least am going to 
schlep my battered machine back to Trace Rios. I'm going to I'm going to turn off the externals and uh, get on cockpit comms just with my other two qualified pilots. We're not going to leave that in the hands of an untrained, uh, nearly child, are we? I mean, he did kill three mechs. I believe we owe the child a debt of gratitude. It would have been a much harder fight if not for his timely intervention. We were kind of getting our asses handed to us before he arrived. I believe we could have won that fight, but at much greater cost. don't like it. I don't like that I got fired. Still happened. Alright, and I believe on that note, the uh, otherwise silent walk back to Los Rios concludes, and at the edge of town you can see underlit smoke, the kind that indicates a large fire that is sending out vast amounts of material into the air. Uh, was that fire that went on left? It had not been quite so powerful, but you recognize the location as where the other mech pilots met their end. It appears that someone set fire to the barracks after the fighting was over. Okay, he's... Uh... He's feeling like marshmallows. I've never had one in my entire life. I think we got a pack somewhere. Hmm. A lot of stuff happening in my head right now. And then all of a sudden this child is asking about roasting marshmallows on a burning military installation. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just completely shut off my comms until we finish the trip back. Well, you're not answering. Alright, so you don't divert to uh, check out the fire? Uh, no, I'm gonna go check out the fire. Why not? That's probably you where... fire. It's probably where the other ones are, so I'd be leading them to the to the fire if that's any help. Yeah, if it seems like everybody else is peeling off, then I'll follow along. Alright. Well, what you see there is about what you'd expect. It is on this sort of raised set of uh, metal stilts above the swamp water. The platform immediately surrounding the barracks is very clearly of a higher quality than the wooden platforms used throughout the rest of the lower city. But at the same time, it also has the sort of uh, one-size-fits-all prefab appearance to it. Like, it was not crafted to be here, but it was just sort of maybe launched from one of the uh, flying transports so that it would just sort of thump right into the swamp, sink down just a ways, and uh, settle there. But since the building exterior is made of metal, it's very clear that the fire was not just deliberate, but uh, it required some strategy to pull off. It required people actually going into the building, 
piling up a whole bunch of flammable stuff, setting that on fire, and then uh, getting out. Because, uh, well, wherever it started, it is very clear that there are flames licking out the sides of the front door, the windows, and, as I mentioned, large plumes of black, acrid smoke are just filling the night air. And in addition, there are a number of people who are currently on the wooden streets nearby, who are in some various states of revelry. Some of them appear to be drunk, some appear to be doing things that they would only do if they were drunk. Others are just sort of standing there watching the flames, as if that alone were enough to fascinate them. There does not appear to be anyone uh, currently roasting marshmallows on the flame, however. Might actually be a bad idea, too. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of toxic shit in that smoke. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't, don't want that getting into your exceptionally porous little squishy sugar clouds. One thing that you don't see nearby is any of the three leaders. We should probably go find them. Especially the one that is important to us. Yeah. She won't meet to ask, or... Yeah, we, well... Now that we're back in town, I can shut my Lancer down and actually get out of it. Yeah. And since we can't find the people, or at least I, since I can't find the person I'm looking for, I guess I would start asking around. Find somebody who isn't going too crazy. Just ask <laughs> if they know where Kate is. Everyone's crazy here. That's why I put a, a, a qualifier on it, an amount. Not too crazy. Okay, well, you'll do that. I'll just approach the nearest guy and say, hey, where's, hey, where's Kate? Alright, and uh, just to make the picture crystal clear, you did leave your Lancers at the edge of town. Because if yes. you try to walk your Lancers into town, they might just switch sink into the swamp and you'll never see them again. I see for a moment, I thought you were going to say, because if you took them into town, you would destroy it because they're big, heavy metal robots and this is a fucking uh, swamp planet. Now you've said that, then yes, that's probably what we did. Right. <laughs> and also, I shouldn't Definitely. call them Lancers. You're the Lancers. They're the mechs. Uh, but regardless, yeah, you do ask the question of one of the people who is just stoically watching the flames, and they mention that Kate and the other leaders, along with most of their teams, went back up to the meeting hall at the center of town. I will confer with the rest of my group. Hmm. I'm just going to head straight there. Okay. I don't know about the other players... I mean, I'll be leading you there because you've not been to a garrison, so you need to. Oh, we're heading back to the meeting hall where we were last time. Yeah, yeah, but you thought we're going there from the garrison, which you didn't see, so I'd be yeah, sort of okay, leading, that's fair. leading the way. Yeah, it seems reasonable. I probably should go along. Rolling. Connor, Alan, you coming with? Sure, why not? Every time, by the way, every time you free try and talk in a little group, I just like just stop and huddle together. I stand there staring. 
<laughs> at what? At the group. Okay. I stare back at something a thousand yards away. <laughs> so when you re-enter the meeting hall, you find that the atmosphere there has become a lot more congenial than it was when you left. When you left, there were three distinct groups that were eyeing each other, staring with a certain amount of hostility. The uh, meeting hall is now fully in party mode. Everyone is cheering and recounting anecdotes about what they did, what they saw, what they overheard other people saw. There are drinks, large steel kegs that have been collected into the center of the chamber and are filling up a variety of cups, like not just one particular set, but a bunch of disposable plastic cups, uh, glass mugs, pretty much everything that the town could scrounge together, it seems. And as soon as you guys arrive, a hush comes over the crowd just long enough for uh, someone to shout, Hey! It's the heroes! At that point, everyone cheers. Glasses clink, tink, or smack together, depending on the materials. A couple of overzealous ones just break them. <laughs> All of you find yourselves with at least one cup of beer pushed towards you. I look extremely unhappy about all of this. I take the beer immediately. Connor will take it, secretly wish it was a martini, but he'll drink it. I glug it down in one or two mouthfuls and start half its working. <laughs> I am going to ignore that entire sentence. <laughs> that's, that's the look I get to define this village and the official dance is the hover twerk no stop too late it's official how how does a town of this economic status have enough hover boots to have that be part of its culture oh no no it doesn't, it doesn't involve hover boots it involves just getting close to someone but never touching them <laughs> okay, that's a better explanation. Alrighty. It's the I'm not touching you of dances. Leaving space for Jesus. <laughs> to twerk. Jesus drops it low. By the way, if you're wondering why I'm not tired, I'm very high on stims. You have stims? I have stims. Pass me. You generally aren't supposed to go around announcing that to people. Well, mostly you're just not supposed to take them with alcohol. Oh, well, <laughs> try and stop me, Glug. <laughs> Connor, we are working. Are we? Yes. Hmm. I pass Connor a stim under the table. <laughs> I like this kid. Connor's opinion of this kid is just immediately shot up tenfold. Honestly, if anyone gives me free drugs, I'll like them more. <laughs> well, no, it depends on what kind of drug. 
Or, like, honestly, many kinds of rocks would also work. I'm going to detangle myself from whatever local may or may not have latched onto me and go find Kate in particular. Hey, where you going? All right, well, something you do notice is that all three of the leaders have pretty much resumed their post in the various corners of the room. While their followers are certainly more willing to mingle now, each of them is still sort of what you would say holding court, so to speak. And so they they keep their distance from that initial press of people who come up to congratulate you and ask you how exactly it went down in the swamp and to admit that uh, their uh, comms uh, tracking systems were there to give them a rough idea of what happens. And uh, certainly it appears to be common knowledge, at least in this room, that you successfully destroyed every single member of that uh, fire team. And for her part, Kate, I wouldn't call it in like a full smile, but she does seem to be in a lighter mood than when you last saw her. It appears that she is willing to admit that hope can possibly exist here and now. Are you planning on saying something to Kate, or are you going to wait for her to initiate the conversation? Is there any free seating fixtures in the room? There are a bunch of tables and chairs, but they have been, for the most part, pushed to the sides of the chamber at this point. Everyone is in too excited of a mood to really spend time sitting. Well, then I will be the first. I sit down for a minute. Fair enough. And that is after you specifically get out of the crush, see Kate, make eye contact, then go to take a seat? Take a seat near her. I remember when we were here previously, she was kind of off in a room by, well, not by herself. She had a bunch of guys with her, but we did have to move through a hallway and then into a solo room in order to find her. So well, I am- that, that was not to find her. You uh, asked to talk with her privately, and so you found a side room to do right. so. Right, right, right. So then, yes, I will just I'll make eye contact with her and say, hey, I'm back. I'm here in the room. And then I will go and sit down. All right. It wasn't the smoothest mission by any means, but... Oh, sorry, the rest of you following? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're coming in. Yeah. I'm coming in, at least. Oh, I wasn't actually moving to another room, just to be clear. I thought I would need to, but I'm not. Yeah, but uh, getting out of that initial crush, no one else said that they were doing that. Yeah, I'll, I'll come out of that, like, holding my beer and just, like, kind of nipping at it every once in a while. It's like, hmm... Not my alcohol choice, but eh. No, it is it is very much piss water. You gotta glug mm-hmm. it to avoid the taste. If you taste it, you lose. Yeah. Rejected Budweiser tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it smells a bit like the same rot of the swamp and if you let the 
foam die down, there's this sort of oily sheen across the top. It never mm. seems to go away. It puts hairs on your chest. I worked very hard to get rid of that, actually. I didn't. But yes, so Jean-Luc takes a seat. Whoever else out of the party who wants to follow him also does so, and then... Yep. Uh, after, like, a moment to consider, Kate follows, sits a bit aside from the rest of you, like, if you're on either side of a table, she sits at one end. And, uh, she opens up by saying, So, I guess those are some mechs you guys had. From what I understand, the, uh, Op Force outnumbered you two to one. We owe a non-significant amount of thanks to your uh, boy here, Johnny, I think it was. Oh. It's not exactly my boy. Actually, I don't think he was anybody's boy. He kind of surprised all of us by uh, what he did there. Has he... <sighs> you wouldn't know, then, if he has any experience with mech piloting. Uh, can't say I know what his background is. No, I don't. But I <laughs> sure took to it like a duck to water. Now, I know those rank and file mechs are pretty easy to uh, pick up and learn. Maybe they make it that way so they can mass produce them and uh, put as little training into the pilots as possible. I know how that is. Yes, but that level of efficacy with no training at all is something else. Well, I know he went after you guys, but, uh, well, how did the play-by-play go? Yeah, uh, I'm, by the sound of things, he uh, didn't just uh, show up and fall over his uh, shoelaces. No, he felled three enemy units on his own. Hmm? Advantage of surprise and used his surroundings well. Well, I guess you're right. He just has a knack for it then. But I imagine you aren't here just to uh, see the praises of our uh, local boy done good. No. We're interested in your evaluation of our previous offer. Well, like I said, those mechs certainly are something. If uh, they took on the odds you took and uh, delivered the results you delivered, I imagine we put uh, some folks with decent training behind the uh, controls of such a, of a few more mechs like that. We could really make a difference. I mean, until we uh, get all of Treble's attention, of course. Yes, that's why we don't leave it to just one area. Give them multiple targets to have to deal with. But, we gotta start somewhere. You're talking about expanding the scope, then? Of course. Why wouldn't we? Our benefactor's manufacturing capabilities are impressive. So this isn't just about freeing Soprano, then? This is about freeing the planet. Well, I have to admit, you folks are nuts. 
I think it might just be the right kind of nuts. Well, glad to hear. It's not the worst thing I've been called. Oh, I do. I just remembered. I brought a small gift. Again, from our benefactor. And uh, I actually took a pilot gear last time. Extra rations. Well, I say rations. That's what the game calls them. But it's just more like I brought some of that nutrient paste with me. Anyway, so I, I just like... I imagine it's like in some canisters and I slide it over. This is um, just a nutrient paste. It's almost tasteless but it'll fill out a meal and keep you from starving if nothing else i'd recommend using it as a filler in stews personally well some calories are better than no calories i suppose i think i know a few folks who would benefit from having this and it's at this point that you are interrupted when uh, juanito mayas approaches the table smiles down upon you a uh, cup elegantly held in his hand and he says all glory to the conquering heroes well I think conquering's a little far I don't I like the sound of that you have conquered the battlefield even if you have not conquered the world and as you can see behind us now you have conquered the hearts of Los Rios Connor does not say it out loud, but he does think for all that it's worth. <laughs> After you've left uh, and provided us with that elegant speech, the people took your enthusiasm to heart and struck at the barracks that had been oppressing this town for so many years. The uh, soldiers were out on their way out, in fact, uh, trying to get away from the devastation that their fellows were set up to leash upon us. But our devastation was unleashed far faster than they expected. <laughs> Sounds like you had a grand old time then. Oh, yes. Uh, quite grand. I was told there would be marshmallows. We shall have to liberate some uh, marshmallows then. But I would suggest that when you roast them, that you do so over a wood fire uh, rather than a, a smoldering barracks. Uh, uh, far fewer carcinogens in wood. That's what I said. Ah, then you said the right idea. However, I came around here not just to congratulate you, but to also uh, bring up an issue that I and my new friend Jim have uh, asked ourselves. It seems quite clear that you are here, uh, that you have set upon Kate as the, uh, the one you would wish to benefit most from your uh, largesse. I see Connor open his mouth and I say, no, he is not calling us fat. Thank you. I was just about to ask. But what concerns us is that while fighting our enemies on the field have, has proven your mettle and your ability to uh, fight, but that is enough to make you our compadres, not our commanders. And if you wish to have mine and Jim's support on this, 
you will have to impress us as well. Taking out an entire squad? I don't know the term of mechs didn't impress you? As I said, it is enough to make you compadres, but not commanders. Are we looking to be commanders? Kind of. We want to leave someone in charge. I think they need us to prove something. You wish to make decisions on our behalf, yes? And you wish for all of our support, yes? And you wish for our support, yes? Indeed. But it occurs to me that if you had an army of people to man those mechs you have for sale, so to speak, then they would already be on the field. It seems to me that you need us. The need is mutual. Indeed. Indeed. But if you want us to support your ideas, your decisions, then you must show me that you know how to dance. And at this point, the music cuts out and you hear a Spanish guitar go, <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> and you look over and you can see that uh, one of Juanito's uh, companions has uh, plugged his own uh, music player into the sound system. And flamenco <laughs> starts to play. Did you plan oh. that? Oh! <laughs> I know. I was, uh, a, let me see. I was I a mildly posh child. I know how to waltz pretty well, but that's it. <laughs> I guess what I've been doing in chat is very appropriate. The ring of asses, the hover twerkers, just stay two weeks away. <laughs> You're in the Thunderdome now. <laughs> ring of hover twerkers just starts shuffling <laughs> orbiting but not coming any closer two meters away <laughs> you could say that they start hovering yeah <laughs> but they're also Good. now rotating like but you shouldn't bouncing in a clockwise direction there is no escape now i look <laughs> helplessly at my two companions you get the feeling this has happened before all right, 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 all right. I'm looking through my list, and I think I actually have a skill that would help with this. I yeah, I think I have at at least one, maybe two triggers that could help. I'm not helping you at all. I'm in the ring. All right, so I have stay cool, uh, which is perform a task that requires concentration, dexterity, or speed, uh, dexterity, speed, or precision under pressure. Which I argue, dancing uh, to win the heart of a community falls under. <laughs> I mean, sure. Like The idea behind these skills is just pitch me an excuse why you can use them, and if it's not completely off, then let's go for it. Show off. I just want to show off how, at some point, Connor would have learned how to dance, and of course he would want to do it in the most fucking insufferable way possible of showing everyone up. I'm leaving that to them. I'm not even going to get up. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, well, first of all, I will say that uh, as you are processing this, Juanito is still just sort of narrating his explanation for what's going on, which is that uh, to dance is to show that your, uh, your physical stamina, your dexterity, 
and your ability to uh, follow and lead with a partner shows your ability to make split-second decisions that harmonize with those around you. It shows that you have skill in social situations. And lastly, it is a great way to spend a night. <laughs> and he holds out his hand because a flamenco is danced between two partners. One of you, please, I beg you. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> well, I think I remember a little bit of dance from my old days, so the hell, let's give it a whirl. So I guess you want me to actually roll now. Yep. Okay, let's see. I got a 20. Oh, wow. Ooh. You did in fact get a 20. Yes, and just as a reminder, the way skill checks work is that for the most part, all you need to do is beat a 10 for certain, especially uh, risky situations. You need to beat a 10, but in order to avoid the downside, you also need to beat a 20. I did it. Hooray! I look intensely relieved as you take his hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Alan Blakeson, tell us how you dance. Okay, so I'm not super familiar with flamenco, but I'm not unfamiliar with dancing. I had to on set sometimes. So basically I'm trying to follow follow his lead and just keep up as best I can. Not embarrass myself mostly. Improvising a few times, but mostly just going with the flow as dancing so often is. Alright, but from having rolled a 20, you don't just survive. And I will say that Juanito is actually a very good dance partner. He uh, basically teaches you the flamenco as you dance it. He leads on a move and then just sort of swaps which hand is out so that you you can uh, mirror that uh, move for yourself. And it, it is done one by one until you've picked up the basics and at that point you start improvising and going with the music and uh, yeah for for a 20 uh, you don't need more than a lesson uh, per move and pretty soon you are going across the dance floor carefully uh, av avoiding the uh, twerking butts <laughs> because <laughs> it is Hover twerking and so actually colliding with any of them is uh, <laughs> a major faux pas. <laughs> Fuck you, Namtab. I hate this. I hate this so much. Welcome to my perfect utopia. Speaking of colonizing things, it's your turn to roll, Connor. Is it a. You only had to impress the no. guy the one time. You said you were gonna roll. I didn't know if, like, it was necessary after yours, so I, I mean, I will if Robin requires it, but... I will say it is not strictly necessary, but, uh, once Juanito delivers, uh, Alan back to the table, he is willing to go for another dance. Sure, why not? It's been a long time since I've danced, but that was... Oh, thank you for the good time, Juanito. 
gives you a wink before looking suggestively at Connor. Connor will take his hand and... Embarrass yourself, embarrass yourself. Oh, oh, I Yeah. Wait, no, hold on. I accidentally rolled difficulty on that for some reason. Uh, like, I, that, I don't think that should have been on there. That was a nine, um, though. Is, it is a, it's a nine, but then I add two, which is uh, 11. So that's enough to not fail. So, yes, Connor, you've got a, a certain amount of confidence in your showmanship, in your ability to be at the center of attention. And that is perhaps what trips you up somewhat. Because while you pick up the moves of Flamengo easily enough, especially since you were watching as Alan went through them earlier, you just cannot resist that urge to show off to do these showy Latin dance moves that you've heard of, but never really gotten a chance to perform yourself. Right. And it just... It takes you away from the music, which is the central element of Latin dancing. Showing off becomes the point, rather than moving to the music. And, well, it's not that you embarrass yourself out there, but... The cheers of enthusiasm from the crowd, and just the look that you get from Juanito himself, are just not as impressed as they were by Alan. Uh, look at this asshole putting on hairs in <laughs> front of the twerk wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more or less, that's the that's what you get. Connor for like a couple of beats feels like he did better than Alan and then when he realizes that like nobody's really giving him like as big as an applause he's like oh well god damn it right and uh, after he delivers you back to the table he does look directly at Jean-Luc hold out his hand and go hmm extremely judgmental asses oh no I'm just gonna Okay, yeah, I'm at the table. I got my arms folded. I'm kind of leaning into it. I just raise one hand in a no thank you kind of motion. You have the look of someone who comes to a party who wants to lighten up, but never does. I have the look of somebody who attends more parties than he likes. A feeling these aren't the kind of parties you usually attend just kind of glare at Alan a bit. I glare back. Young man, you look as if you are a spring that is wound up and ready to explode in any possible direction. I would suggest you loosen up either on the dance floor or with a good beer. And when I say good beer, I don't mean the slop that they have uh, passed around through the main room. I mean this stuff pulls out a hip flask, sets it down in front of you. You strike me as a man of good taste. I regard ye flask. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I will take ye flask. <laughs> Who keeps beer in a hip flask, though? I will sniff ye flask. It's brandy. Okay, brandy more sense. I'll take a slow sip from it. 
I'm definitely doing more than just uh, than you're meant to for for a flask this size. I think you'll need that tonight more than I do. Keep the flask. I have more where that came from. And do not worry about me. Your friend there has uh, sufficiently impressed me with your skills upon uh, the floor. But if you wish to impress my good friend Jim Sorkin, he awaits you in one of the side rooms. It is a bit too raucous at out here for him at the moment. I'll find him in my own time. Right, but at this point, uh, Juanito wanders off. I almost thump my head into the table. It's, it's, it's a near thing. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> he picks a new partner from among his own personal gang and, uh, now that the whole big center stage dance has ended, uh, a lot more people are pairing up and starting to dance. That's what all recedes, but for how long? <laughs> What's in that flask? Brandy. Ooh. Really? Really? Where's my cup? <laughs> hey, if you're passing it around, I'd like some too. I haven't had a good alcohol in, God, months. You too, huh? This is actually a relief because I'm not looking to get wasted tonight. I will just pass that shit around. Remember what I was drinking, but it's got brandy in it now, whatever it was. <laughs> it was swamp one piss. Drink. There is only one drink. You were either drinking water or you were drinking slightly alcoholic water. Well... Now it's even more alcoholic water. <laughs> well, no, wait, no. I wouldn't mix brandy with something. Not, not, well, not with, not with sheep stuff. So I'll just take a swig. Yeah. Very glad that the great revolutionaries are very, very picky about alcohol. Look, I don't want to drink. Connor is a, a bit of a twat. Let's be real here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a fair assessment. I'm playing him like he's a bit of a twat. So, And you Alan a is bit, a man who a a has taste. So, yes, all, all of us are respecting the alcohols in our own ways. I'm just going to pass the alcohol around for a while. Right, well, it's your initiative, so to speak. I've told you where Jim is, and it's up to you to go and seek him out. I'm gonna get up like I'm making to go find him, but I'm actually gonna go to the wrong room on purpose and just take a minute for myself. Because Juanito is correct, I am about to snap. So I just need to take a minute to get my shit under control before we deal with this third guy. In the middle of the twerking dance floor, I have... I'm sort of bouncing my way towards like-minded people. And I am very... Yeah, I'm in a very unique mental state. High on stims, using the um, effect that means you don't have to sleep for the next 30 hours. Drunk on alcohol. And filled with a sense of revolutionary duty. Hey! 
you know what we should do now that we kick the garrison out? Why? Why are we farming for them? And we could be farming for us. Yeah? Yeah? Preach, brother. It's about time we got rid stop starving. It's about time we ate real food rather than potatoes and carrots. Just those two things that we're allowed to grow for ourselves. Feed the people. Yeah. We need to take back the auto farms, all of the auto farms for ourselves. We should, we should, we should start resting for tomorrow. We feast. Yes. I've seen it. A meal. And if any of those hegemony bastards come for us, I'll shoot them with my robot that I have now. It's my robot. You can't have it. It's my robot. Yeah. Who's in? I agree with everything that man just said. That 17 year old is right. I'm 19. So everybody cheers. Everybody drinks. No one leaves. <laughs> yeah, doing it hungover is the best way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I drink as well. Fuck it, I'll still be awake tomorrow. It means you won't be waking up with a hangover. You'll just get it at some point. It's fine. I got another stim left. Remember to hydrate. Yeah, drink your swamp water. <laughs> Yeah, I'm having a. I'm just drinking swamp water tops. It's basically, you know, you, you get most of a beer, but then they top it off with a bit of just plain swamp water. You know, helps helps the hydration. So yeah, I'll go. I'll get up and I'll go through the correct door that we were uh, pointing towards to talk to Jimmy Jim's there. Jim Jams, Jam Jars, Jiminy, <laughs> Jim Jiminy, Jim Jiminy, Jim Jim Jeru. All right. So let me just paint you a picture of what you see when you enter the, the room. First of all, you notice that most of the lights in the room are out, except for the one that spotlights Jim. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can sort of feel or sense the presence of other people in the room, but they're staying away from the spotlight. And next to him, only partially in the spotlight, is a large, lumpy table covered in a cloth. How long do you think he's been sitting like that? Probably hours. Bob, Bob and I need to know. Is he doing the Gendo Ikari? Maybe not the pose <laughs> you're thinking of, but he's got uh, one leg hooked over the other one, and he's uh, sort of casually got uh, his finger on the bridge of his nose. They're not steepled fingers. No, no steepled fingers, like I said, not the one you're thinking of. But uh, as you enter, he says, Ah, so good of you to finally join us. Well, we had to do a little bit of dancing first. Sorry to keep you waiting. No problem. Any time that is spent waiting is time that can be spent strategizing. But you must be wondering why I have brought you in here today. I'm wondering a little bit, yes. Uh, it is quite simple, because there is only one skill that I value, and there is only one form of combat which distills the essence of strategy 
and tactics down into a single powerful essence. Tabletop Wargaming. All right, out of character, uh, <laughs> show of hands. Fuck this dude. <laughs> we knew this about him already, though. We yeah, were told. We did. Yeah. Yeah, but like, <laughs> it's the difference between being told and like actually encountering it. I feel like I need to take a shower <laughs> every time he says essence. <laughs> we need to give this dude a wedgie, a swirly, and then stuff him in the locker. Can we have uh, can we have our spaceship construct a locker that we can shove him into? <laughs> Look, it's fine so long as we never give him cause to say the word supple. Uh, supple. <laughs> I see. But uh, yeah, as he says that, much like with Juanito earlier, one of his um, followers just takes the moment of that one big saying to uh, yank the uh, the cloth off of the table. And the dishes stay on it. Yeah! It reveals a bunch of um, plastic terrain bits, along with several armies of figurines that look like they used to be set up very carefully in order in ranks, but the cloth being yanked off the table, knocked about half of them off their feet. <laughs> a couple of them just flopped off the table. One of them's like kind of rolling around for like a minute and it doesn't stop and it's really awkward and everyone's just standing in silence waiting for it to stop. It's really loud too. Not everyone is standing in silence as this happens because other members of the Sorkin's group are uh, climbing on top of chairs and screwing light bulbs back into their fixtures to get the <laughs> get the whole room's lighting back in order. Oh, this rules. This dude's a dork. <laughs> and meanwhile, Sorkin does not acknowledge anything is wrong. He is just <laughs> very calmly maintaining his pose, staring you down. Your hedgehog's rolling there a little bit. Again, I'm it's still going right back at him. It's, it's, it's still going. It's actually really loud. Is it supposed to be that loud as it rolls around like that? I don't blink. <laughs> Finally, one of the one of the guys who is scrambling to pick up the pieces grabs that one, but <laughs> okay, throws it back on the table. <laughs> I look over at Alan, and then I whisper, Alan, do you know anything about this nerd shit? Unfortunately, I do. I think this is all you again. Cause I won the dancing thing. It's your turn. I don't know anything about this game at all. I walk into the room around the corner. All right, what mess are we? Oh, simulations. Oh, thank God. Do not worry about the rules, for they are easy to learn, but hard to master. Yes, yes, we've all played Battle Axe 60,000. Very good. <laughs> But if you have any concerns about the rules, I will be happy to exposit what I know of them. And if you wish to prove your mettle on the tabletop battlefield, then uh, by all means, choose your armies and come up against me together. There are rules for uneven fights in this game system, and it will behoove me to use them. You've kind of slipped into Peter lore. 
<laughs> you slipped into Scottish at one I, point I there think, as well, mate. I think this is all in character. Yeah, no, like I, I figured it got a lot less dramatic the moment they started screaming the light bulbs again. This guy sure is a guy. Connor shrugs and is like, okay. Is... I'm familiar with this. I select my shit pretty quickly. All right, but I will say that uh, this is going to be sort of a two-part skill check because the first one is going to be memorizing the rules, and this is going to be a risky check. If you succeed, as in get above a 10, then you will remember enough of the basic rules to avoid making mistakes during the game. But if you roll below a 20, you will glaze over enough of the details that you will miss something important and take a difficulty on the uh, actual game roll. Alright, I think I will roll stay cool to do that. Because, you know, I'm learning the rules. I do need to do it quickly. Like, I can't sit here for four nights and memorize the the entire rule set at my own pace. I need to get through it quickly, but also not screw it up, which is a stay cool. And that's a 23. Wow. So 19 on the die, isn't it? Oh, no, it's a 17. You got a plus six. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, I think I've they it twice. Yeah, they they did the uh, downtime thing in it. Yep. Upgraded it. Yeah. Eh, so I just what does he give me a book? No, he uh, verbally explains the rules. He's actually fairly good at teaching. It's just you have to get past the voice. <laughs> but once you do, you, he's you're actually he's actually it's saying intelligible things. He, he's clearly taught novices how to play this game before. Alright. Alright, anybody else? I can't think of any of my triggers that would help with this. I think you just roll it flat then. Yeah. I still got an 18. I, that's fucking close. I wish I had... I wish one of my triggers uh, applied because then that would be a 20, but... Connor is just trying to pay attention, but some things go over his head because this is nerd shit. So he doesn't get nerd shit. I feel like this is a fairly reasonable argument to make, is that this uh, this game we're going to play has a rules system, correct? Absolutely. I would like to hack or fix. Repair a device or faulty system, alternatively hack it wide open or totally wreck, disable, or sabotage it. Uh, so you are specifically listening in for all of the exploits and loopholes. Yes. Oh, great. Alan is a Timmy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I think with that in mind, I would suggest that you uh, you take an accuracy, but well, the stakes are going to be a bit higher for this roll. Because the trouble with loopholes is that sometimes they'll close in on your neck. Fair enough, so... Accuracy of what? Just one? One accuracy die. Okay. Twenty is what you needed to get the best result. That's twenty-three with an accuracy. Alright. So here's the deal with the main thing. Is that uh, all of you are sufficiently appraised of the rules in order to pick an army and fight. However, 
uh, it is up to you to choose independent sides, in which case you will be rolling independently. Alternatively, two of you can man the same army, in which case one of you rolls and the other one gives that person an accuracy die. Well, I am going to reveal when I actually make the roll that I will be getting an accuracy die. So nobody needs to team up with me. Well, you can always get additional accuracy dice. Yeah. And for that matter, uh, to represent the hack or fix roll, getting a full 20 plus, Ape will be getting two accuracy dice just from that roll. Hmm. I feel like Connor, not really understanding how the game works entirely, would want to try and team up with Jean-Luc, who does seem to understand the game very well. Yeah, if, uh, if Connor is requesting assistance, we are on the same team here. Yeah. Uh, Alan's gonna go alone and try to use this exploit he's found. It's just basically... Well, not so much as an exploit, he's just kind of like min-maxing the hell out of his army. Uh, I'm going to choose the Ratkin army. <laughs> yeah. He's min-maxing the hell out of it. He's taking a gamble. There's really no opposition roles where NPCs are concerned, so this is entirely in you guys' hands. And Kat, I'm getting the impression that uh, you are calling in Jean-Luc's background to get an additional uh, accuracy die. That is correct. That is the thing that I realized we could do at some point between the last time we played and this one. Outside of combat, you can invoke your background to get an accuracy die. Oh. Yes. Cool. Since Jean-Luc spent his entire youth preparing for war, that would include to some extent, tabletop war, uh, war games. It's a good way to teach, you know, the fundamentals of unit management in a vacuum. Now the question is, which of my triggers happens here? Part of me wants to say assault. <laughs> which is take part in direct and overt combat. That's probably not actually true. I'm not actually shooting somebody with my gun. Like I said, throw me a pitch. It sounds like close enough to combat for me. Sure, I will make the roll with assault then. It's not my plus six, but it is a plus two. That's still a 24. It's still a 24. That is a natural 20, in fact. Wow. I feel, forgive me interrupting it. That is still a 24. <laughs> But, Ape, you got your swarm army built up. What are you going to do with it? Let's see. I would accept take someone out or another yeah, hack gonna, or fix. No, I was leaning towards that. So um, I guess my what I'm doing with the uh, kind of like loophole little exploit thing I found is I basically found a way to get my army. And this is borderline cheaty, but still within the rules to move my army around much faster than it would be expected. And I'm. Well, I'm basically just, like, trying to... Well, you know, not so much... Yeah, I guess I am just sniping. God damn it. Zergling <laughs> rush? See, I was going to say, if your advantage is your high mobility, 
you could be the backside of the pincer attack because it is the two of us against him. Okay. You'd the be able to get the extra distance to get around to his back by the time I reach his front. That works too. The rats do be twerking. Right. So uh, I have no two enough of the twerking. <laughs> twerking rats. Twerking rats. <laughs> I'm the giant rat that works all of the rules. <laughs> no, Shut up and roll stop. the fucking dice already. Stop. <laughs> Holy That's shit! Twenty six. That's 26. That's 26. That is not a natural 20. But that is a 6 on the accuracy die. It is 26. It's 26. All right. So as it turns out, some of you have more experience with this particular tabletop war game than maybe you let on. And so basically you acted as a couple of... um, what are they called in pool? The guy who acts like a total no- newbie just long enough for the other guy to make a giant bet and lose everything. But yeah, essentially that's what happens. You all just sort of play along with him uh, teaching his novices. He uh, wheels out his prized robot army that uh, is hard to kill for good, but moves very slowly. But uh, with a combination of swarm tactics from behind and, uh, oh yeah, which army did John Luke go with? I played, like, ruthlessly standard. <laughs> Ultra Marines. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know how they say in, like, in, like, Magic the Gathering, you know, you can main red, you can main blue, you can main artifact. I mained decent. I took the most <laughs> decent set of things and I maximized their efficacy. Sorkin is initially dismayed, but as the fight progresses, as it becomes clear that you guys are not just lucky newbies, but actually have some natural or learned skill with this particular war game, he does sort of lose his agitation, and by the time he knocks over his last figurine. He has regained a sense of calmness. Well played, my adversaries. Jerking off the ocean. <laughs> Not actually in character. <laughs> it would seem that you have defeated me upon my home terrain. Well, three against one is bad odds for just about everyone. That is fine. I have fought against long odds before and come out victorious. But I must acknowledge your grasp of strategy, and I will admit myself to your decision-making apparatus. At which point, he doffs his hat. God, was he wearing a fedora this whole time? <laughs> oh, Bobbin, you just undersized him- fedora. Uh, uh, how is uh, that surviving uh, in a swamp? Poorly. <laughs> He doesn't live in the swamp. He came to the swamp to have a meeting. Okay. He lives in a desert. It survives with a lot of effort on his part. Bob, and I just want you to know, I went from, like, kind of, like, whatever on this guy to instantly loathing him. Wow. I can't believe you loathe yourself. 
One time my brother came home wearing a fedora and I knocked it off his head and called him a loser and I never saw that fucking thing again, so I think I've done a good thing for the human race. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You, that's a net positive for the world. Just let me know when you guys are back in the main room. I'll let you know what the villagers are doing now. Alright, well, Jim's not going to keep you any longer, so unless you have any further conversation you want to have with him. No, I'll just reach no. across the table to shake his hand. It's all moist. Everything's moist. It's a swamp. <laughs> <laughs> but it's extra moist and it's clammy. Yeah. He does accept your hand and shake it. His grip is stronger than you would expect from someone like him. Maybe not stronger than I expect. We were told basically him and his gaming group got together and hijacked a bunch of mechs themselves and drove them to a minor victory. I know yeah. this guy isn't just some tabletop nerd. He's got fucking gumption, if nothing else. Yeah, but you're not sure where he's storing his muscles because you certainly can't see them. <laughs> Connor immediately gets up, leaves, and then just is like, ugh. And the ah is, is right, because in the main room, we have taken to the uh, village sport, um, or at least the village drunken sport, twerk jousting. Oh no. <laughs> I knew it was I'm, going to twerking. I am going to go to bed. I am we going to, to go to bed, and I'm going to pretend that this night never happened. Where are they aiming the lances? Oh, you don't want to know. If you have to ask. It's really popular that people are placing bets. It used to be called pin the tail twerking, but then it got banned. I, I just feel like twerk jousting is going to lead to really awkward hospital visits. Okay. Uh, Christ, uh, I'm going to find Kate again. <laughs> I mean, Kate's already satisfied. Number one, you're putting her in charge. And number two, uh, she's the tactics leader and you just wiped out an entire enemy group. Sweet, sir. How are we going to resolve twerk jousting then in dice? We don't. It doesn't exist anymore. If there is no penalty for failing, according to the book, then it just happens. Is so, there a penalty for failing? Not Johnny. for the PCs, and that's what counts. <laughs> Do you know, it depends if anyone's pl depends if I'm taking part and if anyone's placed a bet on me. You know, I'm drunk enough to take part. Oh. I mean, if you want to get in on this and get get yourself a skill roll, I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say what happens when you succeed, but I'm going to let you roll. I'm going to roll assault. <laughs> uh, assault. <laughs> well, it's assault or survival. <laughs> They're both Two twerks people. enter. One twerk leaves. Two twerks enter. Judge. <laughs> you roll a nine. You fail. You failed. Uh, you lose, Johnny Alpha. Uh, I'm only a prodigy in the cockpit. Johnny dies. He's brutally twerked <laughs> to death. Just like all the twerkers swarm over him for a moment when they pull back. There's nothing but bones. <laughs> Look, I'm just, I'm only 19. I'm barely, I'm barely old enough for twerk, for twerk jousting. <laughs> You've not generated a twerking capable ass yet. Oh, Johnny Alpha, he was just 19. <laughs> I, I'm just a twerk rookie. Okay, I would like to so move on from twerking now. I guess if we don't actually need to talk to Kate, you know, C 
Connor left first because he is a, a loser who can't uh, handle nerds. And oh, I left party. after shaking Jim's hand. Is Alan coming with, or is he just going to futz around with the board for a while? Seems rude not to talk to Kate, at least. Anything to get away from this, and I just gesture towards what's going on in front of me. Inside, there are several people just dressed up like pins and one twerking person hovering towards them. Must have great thighs around here. <laughs> it's our national pastime. Might as well go report in. If she is going to lead this operation, she should know that it's been assured. Alright, well... Uh, when you cast your eyes across the main room, you see that Kate is precisely where you left her. I'll go find her. But on the Bye. table in front of her are a couple more cups than what you saw when you left. I'll sit down across from her. Well, that's the both of them. Oh, good to hear. Sounds like we're actually going to do something this time around. That'll be nice. For as long as it lasts. So, now we need to hold up our end of the bargain and get you people what you need. Alright, uh... I've been in contact with that, uh, secretary of yours. Not sure how she got a hold of my number, but, uh... Well, she called it soon after, uh, the whole party started. Uh, she seems nice. Not sure why she didn't come in person, though. She doesn't leave the ship much. Uh, one of those jobs, huh? Mm, very busy. Always doing something. That, that'll happen. Likes to keep an eye on everything, but even remotely, for the most part. Well, someone's got to. Sounds like he got quite the treasure trove. Anyway, so uh, I've been putting some orders in already. Uh, sounds like they're coming through. But she also told me to tell you guys that uh, there might be some sort of complication that you need to iron out on your end. Of course. Did she give you any details or just tell us to call her? I got the impression it's the, the, the kind of details that you don't share over a, an open line. Well, we do need to get back to our away vessel for repairs. Our units are a bit beaten. Yep. A few scratches. My paint got a little chipped. And uh, so I've been meaning to ask you guys, uh, what are your thoughts on old Johnny over there? Well, his thigh strength is something else. <laughs> well, it's not that Very impressive. Sense. <laughs> Not too good at the jousting, though, apparently. I've been trying not to pay attention to that. I think he needs to get some sleep, first and foremost. I think it is concerning that he shows such natural talent. Yeah. And uh, what's maybe the craziest thing is that he just sort of popped out of nowhere. He wasn't with me. Wasn't with Jim or uh, Juanito. So I was just wondering, uh, maybe you guys would like to have him. I had the same sort of thoughts. 
we will likely not be here of long and to leave somebody his age is liable to get cocky with unearned skill we wouldn't want to have him causing any damage while we are away on this campaign likely be the best for all involved if he came with us Okay, so one time when I was a kid, my parents were walking home from a concert and they passed by a lady who was playing with her dogs and they saw that she had a dachshund. They said, because they like dachshunds, they've had, they've raised dachshunds since they were, you know, my mother's raised dachshunds since she was a kid. And uh, so they saw that she had a dachshund and they're like, oh, that's a cute dachshund. Said, the lady said, thanks, he's yours now. And they were like, uh, <laughs> so it would have been like a stray that she was raising. And so they came home with a dog, and I feel like that just happened to a person. (laughs) (laughs) That rules. That's a real story. That's a true story. I believe you. That's too weird to be made up. (laughs) The other thing I was thinking of was just, uh, it'd be mighty nice to have uh, someone from Soprano on this team that you're building here. Gives us an assurance that you really mean what you're saying, that you won't just toss us to the wolves as soon as whatever you want to achieve has been achieved. Fair enough. Indeed. Somebody to keep our priorities straight. Keep who we are fighting for in mind. Does he have somewhere he lives? Imagine you should ask him. Well, he's twerk jousting right now. Well, right now he's on the floor. I think he's. I'm I'm, I'm on the floor. I'm, I'm out of the tournament. There's a tournament. Yeah, I think he's done with attorney at this point, so you might as well head over. But uh, I'll be in contact with that uh, secretary person of yours. We'll keep you appraised. Gotten through like ten interactions, and we've n- no one's exchanged names. I genuinely oh. hope I never learn anyone's name. <laughs> I'll call Johnny over. Like instead of going to him, I will give him impetus to leave the circle come over to us. Okay, how loud are you shouting? Loud enough. Okay. I can project. I've been trying to give orders. Oh, uh, hey guys. I lost. I see that. We saw. It was super embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? You, like, do you have a house or anything at all do you name or do you just why why wouldn't I have a house I mean uh, my my, I got a house I got a family you want to meet them they're probably asleep yes let's go meet them right now Uh, okay this is where we learn that his name is uh their names are Grumbungus and Stunklet uh, we're gonna wind up out in front of a couple of gravestones, aren't we? 
Uh, there's only one gravestone. Well, actually, there's a couple because it's like, you know, it's a, you know, so it's a starvation village. Not every brother and sister can make it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, just for the record, Johnny turns out to be wrong. After a night like tonight, everybody in town is still awake. Okay, um, yeah, I hadn't planned to meet my family, but here we are, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm very much trying to think of names that sound cool with Alpha as a surname. I will say that we can just sort of fast forward through this awkward portion. Blaze and... Mark. No, please, just fast forward. Let Max. us never know these humans' names. <laughs> okay, yeah, Grumbungus and Skunklet. Um, Stunklet. Gotta get the pronunciation right. Yeah, you meet my parents. There they are. Cool. Okay. Well, they're both mute. Glossing <laughs> over it, uh, I, I, we do introduce ourselves and, you know, I voice my concerns that he, that Johnny shows uh, highly unusual proficiency with mech piloting and that we don't exactly have the ability to confiscate his mech from him but we are concerned that if we simply leave him here with it he might become a danger to himself and the people around him and so we I ask if I ask for their blessing to take their son with us on this campaign. And he's always had a knack for tools, are Johnny? I mean, you're talking a lot about me, but I'm 19. Are you? Yeah. Is he? I am. He's underfed and malnourished, but... And a terrible smoking habit. I'm glad my parents are giving you my blessing, but it's my choice to make. You want to beat up more robots, Johnny? I thin my lips. You know, the hegemony are probably turned to countless villages, what they're doing to us. You know, making us got to hold a lottery to see who gets fed. I've lost, if how many, how much have you lost to them? I've lost family. It's not your choice to make as to whether I come along or not. When you ask how much have you lost them, Connor opens his mouth and then immediately shuts it, being the one time he is self-aware enough to be like, well, I used to be famous and now. Alan just kind of visibly flinches. Yeah. So, yeah, t- tomorrow, uh, now that I've got this robot, we're going to take back the, we're going to take the auto farms and maybe people won't have to starve. Help with that. And maybe I'll choose to come along with you. Or maybe I won't. But I'm not coming along with anyone who thinks that I'm just some kid who will shut up and follow orders. Okay, you must understand you look 16. <laughs> Yeah, I eat maybe three times a week. That's very sad. 
I just kind of stare down Jean-Luc. I mean, I just I just look tired. I just look really tired. Well, uh, on that note, Johnny's parents offer the hospitality of their home to everyone in the group. Uh, you do have the uh, the giant silver dropship. That's way out of town. Yeah. But if Johnny is talking like there's going to be action tomorrow, we kind of need to get our shit fixed. So when they offer, you know, I won't speak for the rest of the group, but for my part, um, no, my mech is in need of repairs. And if action is meant to take place tomorrow, we will, I need to ready them. I also have a message waiting for me back at my dropship. So I... I'm going to go make that happen. I'm going to leave. You won't get any well, repairs done when it's this dark. Have a sit, have a rest. We'll see things more clearly in the morning. They offer you a meal. It looks quite generous. I will add that mechanically speaking, uh, you only really need an hour to effect mech repairs. Sure, sure. But also, there's travel time, and also, I would like to stop being here for a little while. Yeah. Condor would also like to stop being here for a little while, though I'm sure for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they would basically offer you the hospitality of the house, and they would, and let's say, they'd do a meal, and if any of you had the thought or insight into it, you'd realize that they've basically just prepared everything they've got for the week because you're guests. It's like that Glad scene I... from fucking uh, the worst Indiana Jones movie. I'm glad I'm not there to be a part of it. I'm going to go eat my own rations that we definitely have, and I will not be taking food from people. Yes. They've already made it, though. They wouldn't make it if none of you stayed in the house. Okay. It would keep anyway. It's carrots and potatoes. There's only so much variety. How do you grow potatoes in a swamp? Carefully. We've got auto farms. Didn't you see the big domes? I told you about the big domes. Okay. It's been a bit. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, I guess I don't want to, like, impose, so... Yeah, if all of you left, they don't cook the week's rations. The night does eventually pass. When you're in your homes, or in Johnny's home, or uh, camping out in your mechs, it is in fact too dark and too swampy to head back to your... Uh, dropship, but uh, the seats of the mech are comfortable enough. They are designed for uh, long-term use. So there is a um, I-have-nowhere-else-to-sleep mode for the seat. I'm definitely gonna make use of that. Yeah. And speaking of mechanics, I did mention earlier that it is possible to repair your mech now using your uh basically repair charges 
Of which I have five. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes. How does all that work? I'm on page 82 of the PDF. When resting, pilots require at least an hour of uninterrupted downtime or light activity. And at the end of which, they may clear all heat out of their mech, clear any statuses and conditions affecting their mech, uh, restore half of their pilot's hit points, and clear down and out. That would be uh, relevant if your pilots had taken any damage. Which can happen during uh, narrative play, incidentally. And you can also spend repairs on the following. You can spend one repair to restore your full hit point count. You can spend one repair to uh, restore a destroyed weapon or system. You can spend two repairs to restore a structure or stress. And if you have four repairs to spare, you can repair a destroyed mech. And do keep in mind that in this case, hit points do not carry over. If you have taken hit point damage and one structure damage, you'll need to spend three repairs no matter what your hit point count currently is. Okay, so my hit points are at 10 out of 13, so I'm fine there. I think I'm going to spend one of my five repairs to get my external batteries back online. And then uh, two more to fix my structure damage. Uh, I'm just spending two to repair my damage structure. All right. I am just going to spoil it here and now. There's only going to be one more combat in this mission. So this is the one and only time you need to spend repairs outside of combat. In this case, I'll spend another one and get my pilot HP from 10 out of 11 to 11 out of 11. I'm not doing anything just because I took no damage and either in or out of the mech and the only thing I used was uh, the once permission thing. Uh, I will spend my last two repair to get rid of my one point of core stress. What happens to the overcharge thermometer? It just goes down. That just hits zero at the end of battle? Yeah, you just yeah. your mech just cools down. Okay, so I had one structure damage and uh, two overcharge, so... You don't gotta spend for overcharge, I don't think. Okay, so... Everything else... And yeah, I do mean the overcharge thermometer. How many D3... Uh, how many... Uh, what do you gotta roll for uh, right. to overcharge? That does reset between combats. Okay. Okay, so I just pop a repair to heal my one structure damage then. Pretty much. I'm also probably gonna... Can I, can I swap out weapons here? Is that a thing? Uh... No, you do not have the facilities necessary to do so. Okay. It is possible to go through a full repair in the middle of a mission. And in that case, your mech gets completely rebuilt. And if you have spent any repair charges, those come back. And at that point, you would also have the ability to swap out weapons. However, you're currently in the field. You do not have those facilities at hand. All right, that was my question. One of you lend me two repairs so I can get my grenades back. Okay, done. I don't think you can actually do that, but 
your generosity <laughs> is appreciated. <laughs> I don't need to use any, so. Yeah, sadly, they are non-fungible. Fucking monkey-ass repair kits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just now realizing Connor is so, totally the kind of person who would buy a fucking bored ape NFT. Oh no, I've created the worst character. Yeah. <laughs> enough about you. Worst character. Enough about Colin Iara. So I will just spend my night in my mech. Yeah, same. Sure. Right. Do any of you actually contact Dimu? Do we have the ability to do that without going back to the dropship? Yeah, you've, your mechs have uh, comm systems that can be scrambled. Okay, then yeah, I absolutely do. All right, well, in that case, uh, you hear her voice coming over the comm system and say, Ah, good. I was hoping to speak with you tonight. It has come to my attention that we may have difficulty getting Brother General Sunder out of Gundatown. I have been able to falsify certain reports that should get him into the ambush terrain that you have previously specified, but getting him the motivation to actually do so may prove difficult. Has something about the situation changed? Hmm. I believe it would be more accurate to say that not enough about the situation has changed. It may take some time before your newfound friends actually cause enough damage to seriously impact the ability of the hegemony to wage war on this island. And ideally, we should be cutting the head off of the serpent early so that the fighting that will take place will be that much easier. Would an attack on the auto farms possibly cause him to pay attention? Pay attention, yes. But what we want him to do is actually take to the field himself. That is what I am seeing a difficulty in performing. I have hacked into the psychological profile readouts for the members of the Harmonic Choir, and by all the indications I see here, and by his personal email account, which I have also hacked, it does not seem like he is willing to put himself in any danger unless we can force his hand in some way. So what, he just insulted his mother and... I am not certain what exactly would work best, but... I can bring up some salient points from his psychological profile that may assist you in determining what course of action to take. And at this point, uh, the, the main screen you ha have for, like, forward vision just pops up with this image of Brother General Aaron Sunder. And you see a picture of an older man. Hair has gone completely gray, but he still has all of it. He has a sparing amount of wrinkles, but it's quite apparent to those of you who would dabble in such things that he has had uh, certain genetic treatments to uh, rejuvenate his uh, 
physical appearance at least. And so it's no surprise that uh, when his age pops up at 72, he only looks around 50 or so. Aside from that, the idea you get from him is uh, he has a, a strong jaw and a face that would be handsome aside from the large bulbous nose. And uh, I would say that Jean-Luc at the very least recognizes it as being a trait of the noble houses who are the most closely aligned to the royal house. Is is there a lot of inbreeding that high up? There's a lot of inbreeding. But they consider it a mark of distinction. Okay. And besides that, the worst of the consequences of inbreeding can be treated with genetic retroviruses. Regardless, uh, aside from the image, you see a number of uh, lines uh, scroll across the screen, and uh, Dimu narrates them and says that uh, the profile indicates that uh, General Sunder is afraid of failure, especially a failure that could have in any way been prevented, since uh, he has many political enemies who are breathing down his neck. Second, he is convinced that Soprano is a backwater on this planet, and therefore any success that he accrues during this campaign will be overlooked regardless. Finally, I noticed that he has suffered an injury during a recent war game, and it appears to be related to fire, because he is currently undergoing treatments for pyrophobia. However, I have also noted several related psychological quirks that uh, you might be useful in convincing him to take the field. First of all, he is part of the absolute upper echelons of this planet's leadership. He was born into this position, and he has shown a remarkable disdain for anyone born of lower station in regards to their ability to conduct a war. He seems to believe that only someone as highborn as him, or higherborn, is capable of performing any sort of success in combat. The second of all, the reports indicate that he has engaged in a certain amount of looting during previous campaigns. And as things always go, he can only count on receiving the best of the loot if he participates in the raiding and battling personally. If he stands at any sort of distance, then the officers he sends will be the ones who get the pick of the spoils for themselves. And finally, those enemies of his have spread rumors at several points that the pyrophobia he is being treated for is not real, but a, an attempt to malinger, to avoid battle. He has taken a front to this, but has not yet acted upon it. So what, we just win a few battles and then message him, Hey General, look, the dirt people are beating your ass. That may be effective, but I think 
if we want to guarantee that this operation succeeds and quickly, then we will have to engage on several of these weak points at once. You may have to find a way to sneak into Gundertown yourselves and arrange for things to go in your direction from within. That being said, I would suggest against using your identities as members of the Hegemony mili uh, Military. At this point, you have all been registered as missing in action, and if you do not report directly to the base where you were ordered to go, then you would most likely be declared AWOL and court-martialed at the least. Tragic. Demo, do you have weather pattern data for Soprano? Yes. What are you uh, looking for? How often does it rain here? here Specifically Los... around Gundertown. Uh, Gundertown? Uh, on average, twice per year. Oh, that's difficult. What about in the ambush zone you mentioned? In the ambush zone? Once per year. Well, there goes that idea. That's odd for a swamp, but okay. It's not a swamp. Except for here. And it's a swamp here because it's a river delta. So, in regards to... Entering... Guntertown. Do you have any sort of solution for that for us? Uh, point of entry? Well, I can send the dropship close to the city, unload a vehicle that looks identical to a civilian model, and you can infiltrate in that way. The civilian vehicle is already preloaded with uh, authentic-looking identification papers. I have had centuries to plan all of this out. Connor, exactly how famous were you? Uh... Let's see. How famous... How famous is Drew Carey? <laughs> <laughs> this is essentially the question I wish to ask. I believe we have specified previously that you are a familiar face on Treble, but not on the Outward Islands. Treble, I'm pretty well known. Out Outside Treble... Uh, uh? Yes, that's the noise people make when they when someone asks about you outside of Treble. Well, that's good. Wouldn't want you to get recognized on entry. Well... I think regardless, we will need to leave decision-making until tomorrow. We may be bringing a fourth back with us. Well, all right. If you think the fourth can be trusted, then by all means. Uh, does not have to be exclusively you. Technically, it did not have to be any of you. I believe he can be entrusted in so far 
as his enthusiasm for the end of the hegemony, at least on Soprano. That should be good enough for now. I will assess this person for myself uh, once we come into contact, and if I believe him worthy enough, then... Uh, and, and if it is all right with the rest of you, of course, uh, I would be happy to offer him a job as part of the Vanguard. No need to break him of his dim habit, though. Nobody can see Connor's wedding, thank God. <laughs> Connor, I can smell you sweating over the comms unit. Connor, what? Your, no, what? Your cockpit readout indicates elevated moisture levels. Did you piss yourself again? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what happened. It's those stems hitting your bladder. <laughs> Stop injecting them directly there. <laughs> the only place I can feel stems anymore is if I inject them directly into my cock. No, stop. Oh stop, stop, stop. Stims are stored in the balls. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Um. Well. We may be getting back to you on exactly how we will proceed late tomorrow. He has some minor liberatory action on some local farming units planned that we will need to assist with first. After that, we will make decisions. All right. Uh, if anybody else has anything else to say? I do, but it's after this conversation is over. It's just, you know, Connor, Alan, sign out, agree, disagree. Mm hmm. Yeah. I gave three options, Colin. You cannot say yes. <laughs> I, I thought... I was like, yeah, yes, I log out. I do all of those things. I do, I do everything. I do everything at once. No, I log out. <laughs> I will never log off. Okay, so after the other two get off the line, I'm actually going to call Demu back. Hey, yes, Jean-Luc. You wish to speak to me on a private line? Yes. I have two questions for you. By all means. The footage that Harrison Armory requested from me. I imagine that's been that was taken. Is it has it been uploaded to you? Uh, yes. Could you refrain from sending it to them? I was planning on leaving that decision in your hands anyway. It's uh, your relationship with Harrison Army, and they are not expecting anything until the mission has concluded. Very good. Thank you. I also needed to confirm. Kate Woodrow said that... She spoke to you. Yes. Could I ask for the details of that conversation? There was not much to it. She is not a very inquisitive person. I simply explained that I am a secretary working for the same organization as yourselves, 
and that uh, it is in my power to uh, fulfill orders and release resources at uh, the times and places that uh, she requires. She accepted. Uh, she ordered a number of uh, weapons and munitions, uh, including mechs and soldier uh, weapons. Uh, a few vehicles as well, mostly APCs and uh, other cavalry units. I see. Uh, did you refer to the three of us as a group, or did you ever speak of us individually? I have referred to you as the Vanguard. Very good. Thank you. That is all. Alright, call ends. I will cut the line, and I will actually go to sleep then. Alright. And you've got a busy day ahead of you tomorrow. A quick few uh, auto farms to liberate, and then a uh, infiltration mission to dig a general out of his hole. But I think all of that can wait until next time. Next time we go shitty guns. And pew pew. Next time. Well, next time the infiltration mission might take up the entire session and then we'll go back to shooty guns. Sneak sneak. Sneaky times and then maybe shooty guns. Probably gonna off screen like 90% of the f farm raid. Yeah. Well, uh, y you can simulate combat in the narrative play segment. Okay. It's just like, yeah, you, you do a couple of rolls, you roll below a 20, your mech takes some damage. Got it, got it. I mean, okay. Sim, as there's no garrison, we could just say that they do it without us because there's no way for anyone to report that, we, that they're doing it. Yeah, but the enemy soldiers could get lucky and kill everyone. What enemy soldiers? Whoever is still manning the auto farms. Yeah, a few of them might have guns and know how to use them. I mean, why else does it need to be a liberation action? It's literally just... We're taking them back. They're ours yeah. now. This is the, I think it'd be very unlikely just to avoid that getting in the way of whatever you've got planned. It'd be very unlikely for there to be guards at the auto farms and them to have not done something about the garrison burning down. Well, that's the thing, is that... It's going to be easy. That's why it's going to be done in narrative play. But you still might take a few dings. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I think I've asked this previously, but I don't think this uh, system has any sort of end of session mechanics. No, it has end of mission mechanics, but not end of session mechanics. Cool. Thank goodness, because I'm tired. Yep. Hi, Tyus. I'm Namtab. Fuck off. No. I'm Namtab. You're not I'm Namtab. I'm the encroaching inevitability of death. <laughs> Twerked all over this session enough. I need to be rid of you. Hi, the approaching inevitability of death. I'm the absurdism of seeking meaning in life. This is getting way too real. 
Thank you for listening, folks at home. (laughs) Thank you for listening anymore. Have a good night. Or day. Whatever time you're listening. You have a good night. But for the players, absolutely. Have a good night. Thank you. Have a good night.